girls. You've tuned into Braveheart Talks. It is season two. We are back and we are preparing for next year's conference already. But in the meantime, we're going to bring you these podcasts right to your home. So get comfy and tune in today. I'm Megan. I'm joined with Pastor Emma. How you doing? Hey, Meg. I'm so excited for this new season. We are heading up to conference and yeah. yep, things are really hotting up. They are. They are. I mean, the temperature's not hotting up. Are you a winter girl, summer girl? Because it's getting colder. Oh, it is. Yeah. I, I love the summer, but I do love it when, I love it when it's proper winter and boots yeah. and coats and things are out. I hate that in between. Yes. Like the rain. Had, are you hot, you're cold. Yeah. And you can't put your summer stuff away and you can't fully wear yeah. your winter stuff. But yeah. yeah, we are back. We're in the throes of winter, but <laughs> we are heading right up to conference and oh, yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah. What I, are you hopeful for, for conference? Let's go there. Okay. Let's go there. Um, I'm hopeful that you girls will be coming and um, if you haven't got your tickets, can I encourage you? We need your yes. Yeah. Because my prayer right now is that we can open up the two drums at the back of the room. You remember the room we were in, yes. the auditorium we were yeah. in? Well, we can fit another 500 girls in. And you know what? That's actually, that's not a huge amount. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm in conversation with the arena right now. And, but I need the yeses. I need you to purchase your tickets yeah. so that I can say to the arena with confidence, yes, open those drums. Cause I just believe that God is going to fill that place yeah. and it's going to be bigger and better and stronger. I know the quality of the speakers that we've got this yeah. year and yeah, it's, it's a game changer yeah. and things are underway and I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited, but, but Love you know that. what? It, it wouldn't be the same without you there, without you girls there. Um, and just invest in yourself. Like set time aside in your diary, set time aside in your budget and invest into you. That's what I would yeah. say. This year. Love that. What a great opener to this episode. Hey, I'm excited. We're going to dive into a bit from your devotional. I'm still reading it. I'm still loving it. And girls, get yourself one of these devotionals if you haven't already. A daily dose of brave. And we're going to dive into one of the devotionals today. And it was from devotional, I think it was day 28, living a blessed life. Mm. I just like the title. You're good at titles. I'm awful at titles. I'm not creative at all. So I like it. Living a blessed life. You start this by talking about your nan. So for those who haven't read this yet or not at day 28, tell me about your nan. Because apparently she used to go around the kitchen singing, I am blessed. I am blessed. I don't even know what that song is. So I'm not going to try and sing it. But yeah, tell me about your nan. (laughs) Oh, my nan. She's a little dumpling, my nan. (laughs) And the matriarch of our family, as I think most grandmas or nans are. And really, you know, sort of from her and my granddad is where the faith of our, the foundation of the faith of our family was built from. And, um, and so, yeah, I spent a lot of time. We, my mom is one of five sisters. And so I had lots of cousins and, you know, my nan's house was always, had the gravitational pull where we'd all gather and, but I would spend, me and my brother would spend a lot of time there because she literally lived around the corner and she was always baking and she was a, a little round nan and she was had a pinny <laughs> on nan. and she'd have, be covered in flour. She'd have a rolling pin in one hand and she literally would dance around the kitchen singing, I am blessed, I am blessed. 
um how did it go she's saying um when I go, when up, I wake up in the morning, till till I lay my <laughs> head to rest. I am blessed. I am go. blessed. I am blessed. That was lovely. Yeah, that's what she used to do. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't sing either. And um, and and I never. It was just an environment that we grew up in. Yeah. But it wasn't really until till I grew and became a young woman, and and I could reflect back and mm-hmm. have some conversation with my nan about yeah. her life, like. On paper, we would say it was anything but life, but blessed. Yeah. It looked more tragic than it looked blessed. And so, so, so my memories of her are singing that I am blessed, but the truth is her life, she, you know, she was put into a workhouse at the age of nine years old. She left school and, um, you know, she went to work in a workhouse and, just, just, you know, it, it was, yeah, going to school with no shoes on, yeah. all those sort of things. And then in the late 1930s, she met my grandfather and then they fell pregnant outside of marriage. I think she was 16. Um, he was 18. Mm. And yeah, I mean, that was horrific. Yeah. Like their parents wouldn't go to the wedding. And, wow. you know, she was really shunned from his family. And um, and there she was pregnant. And I think, you know, it was a really difficult journey for them because there wasn't, it, it just was so, I mean, even outside of Christian circles, just in the society that they were in, um, it was really frowned upon. Yeah. And so they had to navigate their look. In fact, one really sad story is the church that they were, they just started attending mm-hmm. as teenagers literally shut the doors on them wow, and so turned sad. them away because yeah, it was, it was such a, a, a tragic, mm-hmm. you know, a, a bad situation. And, um, but they navigated their way through that. And then the war and all the stories that come with the war and my grandfather going off and, and he was, he wasn't lost. He was actually in South Africa and ended up with malaria. And so was disappeared for three years and he came back and she survived the blitz in the middle of Liverpool. And, Gosh. And one of the daughters they had, Helen, she's special needs and, you know, and then as her life goes on, as my, she, my nan battled through cancer and she came through cancer and she lived a very frugal life. Yeah. I mentioned that in the book. My nan never had anything, lived no. going in and out of charity shops. I think that's where I look. I still love a good yeah. charity <laughs> shop. Too, girl. <laughs> and so I think that's where I get it from. Yeah. And so very, very frugal life in, in yeah. terms of uh, money or, um, you know, just, just things. She didn't mm-hmm. really have any no. think. No. Um, but she would sing, I am blessed. blessed. Yeah. And what I come to realize is that actually being blessed is not about a position, it's about a disposition. Yeah. And I just understand that. You say that, that. In, in the book here, because when I read that first, I was going, oh my goodness, like she's so opposite to me because I feel like I'm wired so like, I base sort of my blessings on circumstances. So yeah. if, if my circumstances are good, that's me. I'm a blessed life. You know, I've got the blessed life. Um, but obviously reading about your nana and you go, gosh, 
you know, she had a very different perspective. And um, you said that she understood that blessings are not based on circumstance, rather based on the character of God. So speak into this, because I do think it's not just me. I think many of us in society are, you know, that's counterintuitive to what we think is living a blessed life. Yeah. And I agree with that. I think all of us at some point, we equate blessings to the finer things in life, to Mm -hmm. the good things in life. Yeah. And in part, that's not wrong because God is a good father. And like any good father, he wants to bless your life with good things. But when things happen in life that are a bit off script, when Mm. you come up against a problem or an adversity, it does not mean you are not blessed. And I think that's the part we need to understand. Um, It is a disposition rather than it being positional. And so, so it's not about what you've got materialistically, what holiday you're going on or how many clothes you're buying this month or it's not based on good things. Yeah. Okay. But it, but it is based on the goodness of God. Yeah. So being blessed is not being without problems. Being blessed is how you go through the problems that you're facing. Wow. And that's the difference. It really is. It's a mindset. It's the way we think. And I think we have become such a, um, what do you call it? A feely touchy society. You know, everything is based on what it looks like. Even our social medias, it's all based on what it looks like. And we'd say, oh, they are so blessed when you look at their social media feed. But honestly, it is about a disposition. We're all going to face trials. We're all going to go through different things. We're all going to have to navigate different circumstances in life, but it's how you choose to go through what you go through. It's not being void of a problem that that makes you a blessed person. So much to digest there. I love that. I'm going to have to listen back because there was some gems in there. But you point us as well in the devotional to Psalm 1, 1 to 3, and it lists off some of the keys to living this blessed life. And you gave us sort of three things not to do and then one thing to do. So let's focus and dive into that because I think we all want that perspective, Mm. but I think we need to listen to what the word of God says to help us have that kind of perspective. So the first thing you said was, or the scripture said, do not walk in step with the wicked what does that mean? Because it sounds a bit out there, but okay. do not walk in the step. Of the yeah. Wicked. And the thing is important to understand that Psalm one was written. It's written by David, King David. And God said about him that he's a man after my own heart. And yet David made so many blunders and went through so many um difficult circumstances in his lifetime. Yeah. So he was a man of war and he was constantly in battle and his life was under threat and there was people hunting to kill him. And at one point he was homeless and living in caves. And then, you know, he eventually gets to the kingdom and then he commits adultery and he actually committed murder as well. And if you read the life of David, there's <laughs> yeah. so much in there. So so I that's what makes this so valid when it's a man like David who's writing it because he's writing it from lessons that he's learned from true. his own life. Yeah. So the first thing that he says is don't don't walk with the wicked, is it? Or don't Do not stand, walk in step. Do, yeah with the wicked yeah don't walk in step with the wicked I mean do you remember when you're at school and you'd tie your tie around your friend's leg <laughs> yeah and you put your arms around each other and you would run yeah, three-legged yeah. race we'd call it yeah. and we would we would run um and it's kind of a little bit like that 
it's what it's saying is don't run alongside the wicked. When the Bible's referring to the wicked, it's not just trying to find nasty people. It's actually just talking about people who are not honoring God with their lives. People who are just living far away with life. So it's like, don't make the same choices. Don't be sucked into the same downfalls. Mm. Just because they're doing it doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah. Don't align your life with someone who's far away from God. So that align in life that could look anything like from, hey, look, if you're not married and you are on the hunt for a marriage partner, make sure he's aligned with you in your faith life, in your God life. You know, if you're going to go into business with somebody, well, you know, it's going to, when you come to doing the taxes or how you run the business, there might be two different standards. So you've got to know that you're aligned in your friendships, who you hang out with, all of these things are vitally important. So it's like, don't be in step with those whose lives are not going in the same direction as yours. Yeah, I love that. So much wisdom in that. And the second thing we are not to do is stand in the way of sinners. Stand in the way of sinners. Yeah. Yeah. Now that sounds funny, doesn't it? Because it means don't stand in the way of sinners. Like, like I'm going to stand in front of them and I'm going to be like holding you back and It's not actually saying that, like, don't stand in the way. It's talking about stand as in a stance. So a stance is your position. Your stance is your body language. Yeah. And it's saying don't have the same stance as sinners. Okay. I've never language. got that from that, Emma, so I'm glad you're yeah, teaching now. <laughs> that's that's literally what it yeah. means. It's a stance. Yeah. It's um, don't hold the same countenance, yeah. the same position. Okay, so, so if you're talking with somebody, you can tell from their body language how they're receiving what you're saying. So if I, for example, when my kids were younger or you've got little ones now, it's like if you're disciplining them and they say sorry, but they've got their arms folded and a big scowl on their face and they're saying sorry, you know, they're saying one thing, but actually their attitude, it's their stance is something different. Yeah. And that's what the Bible is saying. It's talking about our attitude and it's saying, hey, look, don't carry the same attitude Mm. as those who are far away from God. You know, we've got to be people of a good countenance. Mm -hmm. We've got to be people that are warm and kind. We've got to let our yes be yes and our no be no, because although people might not be able to read your body language, Mm You know, they're going to know what kind of a vibe they're getting off you, what kind of an attitude. It all comes through in the way that we speak and conduct ourselves. And what David is saying here is your stance, right, has to be different than that of the world's. Your countenance, who you are, who you present has to be different. I love that. So, yeah. That's great, Emma. And the last thing for what not to do is... Do not take a seat in the company of mockers. They all sound really similar, don't they? But they've all got a different meaning from them. So do not take a seat in the company of mockers. Okay. Company of mockers. Yeah. It's critical people. Yeah. That's, that's what that literally means is it's a mocker. And you know what it's like? It's not a coffee, Meg. It's not coffee. (laughs) It literally means critical people. Yeah. And so often we can find ourselves 
caught up with the crowd. We are laughing at what everybody else is laughing at. And quite yeah. often the somebody is on the end of that joke. So it's the company of mockers. Yeah. It's gossip. It's greed. Mm-hmm. It's criticism. It's envy. Those sort of characteristic traits yeah. that a group would get together with that you'd very easily get sucked on, sucked into pointing the finger, having a little gossip, being critical. It's yeah. saying, don't keep company with people like that. In fact, the word of God actually teaches us that, you know, um, you become like those you spend time with. Yeah, and so true. you don't have to be the gossiper and you don't have to be the one criticizing. But the fact that you are in that company, it's going to have a negative outworking on you. And actually mm. God's going to just look at us in the same way because you choose the company you keep. So yeah, yeah, great advice from David there is like, there is don't be found in that crowd or in that company. Wow. Three things that we should not be doing, people. Come on, listen to that again. Take note of it and don't do it. Um, But there was one positive then. It sent us in the direction of we should do instead. Um, And the psalm says, meditate on God's law day and night. So what would you say this looks like and why would you think that, why doing that leads to this blessed life? And it's really quite important that you just make note of that there's three don'ts mm-hmm. and one do. Yeah. And we always say, what do I need to do to live a blessed life? True. What do I need to do to live a blessed That's life? Very true. And we all want to do something to live the blessed we life. Don't want to stop something. But actually, <laughs> no, 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 no. There's stuff you need to rein in, stuff you need to discipline, yeah. stuff you need to stop. And actually, when we put some of those disciplines into our life, we begin to live a blessed life because we begin to see life a little bit different. You stop seeing it from the cosmetic. You stop seeing it from the things and the stuff and you start seeing it from a God godly yeah. perspective. And so the one thing that David says to do, and so in, in, in all of you doing, do mm-hmm. this one thing. Yeah. He says, meditate on God's law day and night and do not let it depart from your mouth. And, and he goes on to say that it's like, it's like, look, in other words, right, get to know the word of God or get to know what God's saying. David would have had what was called the Torah. The Torah was, Mm -hmm. you know, the Old Testament part of the Bible. It wasn't that he walked around with his Bible open, meditating day and night, day and night, day and night. What he was saying was like, look, God's not something I switch on and off. Like I don't have God on a Sunday and not on a Monday. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I think what we can be found guilty of is searching for God in a crisis. Oh, I'm in a problem. I'm going to pull out that genie in the lamp called God. I'm going to go and give that rub, that lamp a rub called the Bible. And I'm going to see if God pops out with an answer for me because I need him today. And then we walk away when we've got what we want and we forget about him till the next crisis hits our world or till Sunday comes around and we, oh yeah, we'll go to church today. So what David is actually saying there is, look, God needs to be a constant in your life. Like, don't ever have a lifestyle where he's far away from Mm -hmm. you. God's with me through the day. God's with me through the night. God's with me in the valley. God's with me on the mountain. God's with me on the school run. God's with me in the, in the Sunday meeting. Mm -hmm. God's with me in the hospital. God's with me, 
you know, um, going to the store, going to the shops. Yeah. It's like God is with me. And that whole, there's not a time where you have to just switch off and go and pray. But I can be walking around the supermarket. I've had some great prayer meetings in the supermarket, <laughs> literally. Uh, you know, like something that God will put on my heart yeah. and I just find myself praying. When you're praising God, when you've got your praise and your worship on, yeah. I think you can get a hold of some great podcasts and some great teachings. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can literally all day, every day, at some point, yeah, somehow, get hold of the word of God. Yeah. But familiarize, familiarize yourself with your Bible as yeah. well. So learn some scriptures that mm-hmm. are just for you. Post-it notes on your walls, whatever it takes. Just learn some scriptures that are for you because it is the word of God that changes us. Yeah. It's the word of God that will change our perspective. It's the word of God mm-hmm. that will change our circumstances. Yeah. So we are to familiarize ourselves and get to know the word of mm-hmm. God because when we speak it out, things are subject to change. Yeah. So yeah, that's the one yeah. thing to do. And is- I love that because I think you've spoke a lot on the word that comes out to me is perspective. And I think this yeah. idea of living a blessed life, it is all down to perspective. Because like you said, we look at your nan who, you know, didn't have it all, but her perspective was that she had that blessed life. And you can look at someone who could have it all and their perspective, they still don't have the blessed life. And I think, like you said, that's that one thing to do. It keeps us grounded in that perspective. It's like, actually, when you picked up your word of God, everything gets put into perspective. And if you're not in your words, then your perspective becomes what the world says yeah. is a blessed life yeah. and what social media says is yeah. your blessed life. So yeah. I think that is so true there. And I think you can you can make the most out of your life. Yeah. It's like we often look at our life and say, if only I had Very or true. only this hadn't yeah. happened to me, my life would be so much better. And the truth is we all think life is better than wherever it currently is. Yeah. So you will say to yourself, like you said to me before, (laughs) oh my gosh, soon I will be child free because the girls will be at school. And you're like, you so can't wait for for that. (laughs) But I promise you, your perspective will change again when you arrive at that because we all think somebody else's positional life is better than the life where where we find ourselves at but i promise you this stop looking at what somebody else has got or wishing time away and ask god just to be involved in the very thing that you are involved in today because he's concerned about you and he wants to give you the best experience of wherever your life is Mm -hmm. today. God's not sitting there waiting and going, do you know what? It's going to be so good for you when your kids are teenagers. It's going to be so good for you when this, when you've cleared the debt, like just wait till you get a good health report. Life's going to be so Mm -hmm. good for you then. God is saying, whatever situation you find yourself in, do those, do not do those three things, yeah. you know, keep, keep your company clean, yeah. keep your language clean, keep your thought life clean and consume yourself with me. Yeah. And you will see that your if you've got a pulse in your body today, mm-hmm. that your life can be blessed. Yeah. And Emma, it's, it's clear, even as a friend, or as a pastor, that you live out these things that you're teaching. So would you, have you seen a difference in you and your life from maybe when you weren't maybe doing these things to now? Like, would you say, do you know what? I, my perspective has changed. I, 
I am living that blessed life now. And I know things are hard and nothing's ever perfect, but would you, you know, how would you identify yourself now from doing them things? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And here's the thing, right? I'm human. You're human. So I love the Lord with all of my heart and give my life over to, to wanting to live the best life possible for him. But because I'm human, yeah. right, I'm subject to feelings and emotions and they're what I have to pull in line mm. because when my feelings and my emotions run away with me, I forget how blessed my life is because mm-hmm. we all have got something to complain about all it's of true. the time or grumble about. And even this, just this past week, I just found myself, you know, you know, life is busy. Home is busy. Mm-hmm. You know, running the church is busy. Then there's a lot of your own personal stuff that's happening yeah. and going on. And, and then I have this on running joke where I do life with a load of men. And so, <laughs> and so no one ever gets me in my house and I go on pity parties with myself really. And they all know when I'm on one because tea's not served gracefully. <laughs> I bang those plates out and I slam the mash down and they're all, the eyes are flashing because they know, okay, she's really ticked off. And, and I can get like that because, because, and as I will build up in my mind, you know, the mind is the place that plays tricks on you. It's, true. it's the mind where the enemy wants to speak to you. Yeah. And he'll always be like, poor you. You know, you're you're the victim. Poor you. Nobody's listening to you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's paying attention. And then your mind starts telling you, and this, and that. And it all builds up and all builds up. And honestly, what I do now is there are times I verbally give myself a, like I've shut myself in the bathroom yeah. and I've gone, get it together, Emma. Yeah. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Life is good. Yeah. Because I know what it is when life is not good. Yeah. And so we allow ourselves to be deceived. So, so yes, there's a massive difference. I, I, I have been the girl when I was younger, honestly, I competed. I compared. I wanted what others had. I always felt insecure, insecure about who I was, the way Mm. I looked, so many things. And I see that driving so many girls now. And I'm like, don't waste your life. Don't, don't waste your life. Like, honestly, who God has made you is just just fine. And it's like, keep giving yourself that pep talk and you'll have to do it for the rest of your life. I'm sure where you have to get your grip and say, actually, come on, what you're moaning about. It's not worth moaning about how it is today. It's not how it's going to be forever. It's like, just have God in the intricate, small moments, live the blessed life. You choose to live a blessed life, Mm -hmm. by the way, blessed lives don't land on you. Yeah, you wow. choose to live a blessed yeah, life. True. Make your choices when you're young. Make yeah. them wise. Make them smart. And be a big enough person to go and give you lock yourself in the loo and give yourself a pep talk and say, <laughs> "Yeah, come on, come on. We've it's got not this. worth fighting with the fight. It's not worth arguing. It's no. not worth falling out over. No. It's life's too short." Yeah. Well, Emma, you've said most things there, but I'm sure we can pull one more thing out of you for the final question. Just what would you say? It's more of an encouragement really, but speak to the girl who's listening right now, who's just like, but Emma, I'm just, I feel like I'm a million miles away 
from living that blessed life. Like just speak some encouragement into her world today. Okay. First of all, for you, whoever you are, who are feeling that way, I would be saying, um, you've got to understand your value and your worth. And I feel like nearly every podcast we do always comes back to that. But I think cut me open. And if there was a message that God had put in me to get out of me, it would be that to help women know their value and their worth. And you know what? You might be the person who says nobody ever speaks to me in that way. Nobody ever encourages me. Nobody ever tells me what I'm good at. Nobody ever tells me what I could be. Um, maybe you didn't have that in your upbringing. Maybe you haven't got that in a partner. Um, and, and you know what? We can really feel low low and it's really hard to pick yourself up when you feel low but I would want to say to you you can encourage you you know we're talking about David in the Psalms and he actually spoke to himself he said why are you downcast all my soul and then he told himself to get up and magnify the Lord and he actually was speaking to depression within himself and he said hey listen David what you're feeling so down for, what you're feeling so low for, get up, mm-hmm. get up and start to praise God. That's your starting block, my friend. It's like, take your focus off where you are, who you are and how you feel. Either get into church, get a hold of a girlfriend who'll pray mm-hmm. with you or get on some music, just find one song. I often find through different seasons of my life and you and I, I've shared this quite mm-hmm. often. Um, there will be one song because there's so yeah. many worship songs out there, but there's one song. And I know for a season, it's speaking to my spirit yeah. and I can't leave it. I have it on repeat. I have it loud because it drowns out mm-hmm. my thoughts. And when you just find that place where you can praise God, just start giving glory to God. Just put on your music and worship him, right? It will begin to change the way you think and you feel about yourself. Once you're out of that place, okay, and you feel that that weight lift off you, then I would say find some go-to scriptures, you know, find out what the Lord says about you, find out who you are, find out your worth. Proverbs 31, woman, it's a great start. In this devotional, we've done a whole list of who you are and what you're worth and how God sees you. And I would put them on post-it notes. I would write them down and I would audibly speak them out to myself in front of a mirror. And then I would just start to do some things that makes you feel good about you. Stop waiting for other people to endorse you and edify you and stop feeling sorry for you because there's no one from the outside to speak in. You were made in the image of God. That means God has put a portion of who he is inside you. That means all you ever need to be complete, you are already made complete because you're made in his image. Therefore, you start speaking to you and you start encouraging you because God has a lot to say about you. 
Emma, I love that. Thank mm. you, thank you, thank you for today's podcast. I've loved it, girls. I'm sure you've loved it too. We're so glad that you've tuned in and we post these regularly. So subscribe, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, be a follower. Come on, be on this journey with us because we love that you're a part of these conversations. Until next time, girls, take care.